You are now tuning in to Lex and RDDC Broadcast Station, serving up on the double doses for us all. Welcome back to the Real Double Dose Channel. This is your host, Lex, coming to you straight from the heart where the talk is real and the vibe is always live. Thank you for tuning back on here with us again, because here, serving a slice of everyday life is what RDDC is all about. For any show requests, feedback, or anything under the sun that you can think of, Get a hold of us at Real Double Dose Channel at Yandex.com. That's Y-A-N-T-E-X.com. You know where it is. And as well as the Real Double Dose Channel.blogspot.com. You can find the inside so much more. Our guest interviews as well as the links below in the About Me section. Disclaimers and the travel giveaways and all the things you've collected already. Don't be shy to that. So if you're not listening to anything else but this one channel, just remember, the other ones are TuneIn, Stitcher Radio, Spreaker.com, Spotify, Blueberry, Deezer, Google Cast, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and so much more, which we know you are listening, and we appreciate it, and we love you. But without further ado, I want to introduce you to this wonderful scorpion soul who's out here. W.T. Hamilton is on here with us today, an amazing ambiance itself. So W.T. Hamilton is the creator of the world's first one chapter book series which is awesome he helps driven entrepreneurs solve problems one chapter book at a time he believes in showing up as himself on camera and off camera the same way fun cool powerful and scorpified yes no <laughs> i'm sorry about that I had to add my little salt and sugar known to be someone who can see the solutions that are hidden from others that's definitely true and he is addicted to helping people and sharing his unique insights he is the award-winning author of the book the harsh truth and a motivational speaker and an international business consultant and trainer yes it is so once again my dear how are you doing mr wc hamilton I'm doing great, and I uh, I love the way you read that intro. I want to meet this. You know, <laughs> I, thank you about that. I mean, that was just the power that you gave me, the amped up feeling. <laughs> <laughs> you gave me the amped up feeling and the motivation behind that. You know, I could have won a little W.T. Hamilton is really a great person. And no, I'm just... <laughs> I'm sorry. To all you who are out there who do sound like that on your shows, I'm sorry. No shade. But, he, I mean, he does have a book called The Harsh Truths. So maybe I just gave that out there with a little salt and sugar. So I'm just, I'm excited about that. And I understand why you are such a motivational speaker and a consultant and all that. You have, from what I've gathered already, I feel like I'm on a whole road to training to be a better me and a different kind of aspect. You have no idea, really. So... How about you give us a little bit of what's going on in your chapters and uh, basically the success of a successful person? So, so really, um, I had this idea. So the one chapter book, I had this idea of creating a book that only has one chapter because I was tired of reading books that had a whole bunch of chapters for like business and marketing. Uh-huh. I only need that one chapter to really solve the problem that I had and then jump back into it and get things done, right? So. Having an idea like that and then taking it from an idea and building it into an actual product service is a big challenge. It's, oh, yeah. it's not something that you can just flick a switch and all of a sudden everybody's like, oh, yeah, you got a one chapter, but that's awesome. <laughs> it's something you got to really sell. you got to be focused on and you got to be out there talking to people and promoting and doing all the things that you have to do. So it takes like a, a mindset and it takes a lot of like, self-confidence and self-love to be able to put yourself out there like that yeah i mean i have a question about that so how do do you feel like you had to 
fill in more of a understanding for people because you you put the nitty gritty and the nuts and bolts into that one chapter book. Yeah, yeah, because um, so it, like the the book we're talking about is the harsh truth, and it's really about starting a business and all the the hidden truths that people don't talk about when they because a lot of people will give you the motivational speech and keep trying, keep keep hoping, keep dreaming. They don't tell you what you do when uh, your money starts running out or what to do when. Uh, you put this out there, nobody really cares about what you're what you're trying to do. Facts. So I put solutions in there of how how to get over those hurdles, put that into an advantage. Facts. Facts. Facts never fiction. Okay. And I, I mean, like, that's my, that's my, like, go-to motto. I mean, actually, the other motto would be, be about the business and the business will be about you. That's what it is. But I'm just saying, I like, I love that. That's an understatement. Like, because that's what I hear a lot of people say. And I think that deters a lot of people as well that I know, because even when I'm off here doing something else, if, and I, I have the, I would say the opportunity and the blessing to be able to talk to a lot of gentlemen for now, um, some different females as well, and ladies uh, that are incarcerated. Some are doing 10, 18 year bids. And as, it's a beautiful thing when I see them come home, but they always get to me and they say, well, you're this deep encourager and different stuff that happens. But what happens when the real world faces me? Now, from people out here on this aspect, I get a lot of people from downtown who say, man, I'm just even one of my top, top listeners. He's a cardiologist. And he says, hey, I'm in his doctor field and I'm not, you know, I don't feel very okay. I want to pursue what I want to do. But everything in me tells me I have to stay here. Like that's the norm. But at the same time, like you were saying, it gets to the nuts and bolts of what happens when the money runs out. What happens? How much of an investment do I have to put into what I want? And that's what happens. You go on one page on Google, it'll say, well, you need $2,000 to start on WikiHow. The next one will say, oh, all you need is 20 bucks, but sign up to my program and pay me $25,000. And you, <laughs> I'll show you how to make, you know, $20,000, even though you just maxed out $30,000. Yeah, I see your point. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's one of the traps people run into. And uh, another trap, like what you were talking about, is get into a career because you're going to make a lot of money. So you dive into that, but it's not really you. Uh-huh. And then you get trapped with the with the success. So all of a sudden, like if you get really successful being the fake you, and then you have lawyers, and you have accountants, and you have all these people, marketers, and they're all making money off you, and you have to end up being the fake you for your whole life. Yeah. Or you got to be the fake you for your business and then the real you outside of your business. And it doesn't, it never works. You never, you won't be happy. You have a lot of money, but you won't be happy. Just like a relationship, like we were talking about, if you can't be yourself, you know, eventually it all falls apart because that person starts seeing little snippets of what you never shown. Uh, well, via vice yeah. versa. And then all of a sudden you're looking like, man, I'm in this. Or even if you have kids together or whatever it might be. Um, you still could possibly make that work, but at the same time, it's kind of like, wow, I'm with a stranger or I'm, I'm a stranger to myself because I've been hiding myself for so long, um, on that whole yeah. definition of that. So if a person wants to be able to kind of get the definition of how to become, I mean, how, okay. So from this standpoint, if a person wants to get into being, uh, a four wheeler creator of some cool design that they do. Um, how will they know how to redefine their success from a point of, you know, having publicity from it and not knowing how to be on camera or a certain way versus what they really are behind the scenes kind of thing or what their focus is? So the, the first thing you got to do is you got to get your, your, your heart and your mind aligned to the same thing. 
Yeah. And you have to start to really believe in yourself. So this is where a big hurdle that people have is they're always looking for outside people to believe in them and say that it's okay to do this now and you're ready to do that. But you have to really believe in yourself. And then you have to, you almost have to experiment. Like I, I did, I went through a whole journey of, of kind of being different ways mm-hmm. until I really started to feel what, what, how I really was as, um, like how I wanted to show up. So sometimes I would show up like extremely crazy, you know, uh, extremely professional. I had like these really polarized sides, right? And then I figured out, okay, where's my, where's my middle? Where am I actually comfortable? But I had to take things to the extreme to understand that these, these, these ones I don't like because I'm attracting the wrong type of people. I don't, I mean, attracting the wrong type of events, all that type of stuff. And so it's, it's a journey, right? It's not, you can just do one thing and you're gonna you're gonna nail it hundred percent. You have to test some things out and really find your limits and find your comforts and find what would excite Yeah. That is a I mean that is definitely a main key. That's a main key though. I mean what excites you, what drives you. Just like the hunt. I mean, for me it's the hunt. Like before I mean a lot of people say it's a hunt to kinda go out there and get the perfect date that you want, but for me it's all about really I I could say I get a little bit more fearful of failure when it comes down to something I'm very passionate about. Um, Before I was dealing with hurdles where people, I was like, well, what if they don't like it? And then all of a sudden that little inner voice was like, well, what if 150 people love it and that one person hates it? Are you going to say no? You know, these other brands that come out, even though 100,000 people might stand behind their brand, 20,000 might say that's the worst ice cream I've ever had in my life. Um, but they still are out there and they're still doing what they do. So how has it like been for you to create your success and your journey for that? So it's the same thing. So I, I really stopped worrying about other people's opinion and I started just worrying about my opinion. And I really look at, so what I do is I try to help people that were where, where I was 10 years ago. And so that's how I focus on, yeah, I know what, what I was going through and what I needed and the things that I needed to learn. Mm-hmm. So that's what I try to focus on. So if you're not like fitting into where I was 10 years ago, you probably are not going to resonate with a lot of stuff that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people are going to resonate with it because you know, it's, it's like you're in a job you don't like and your your life is kind of going just in a, a mundane, like you're living a groundhog day and you're, you're not finding things that are very exciting. And that's where I was. And so I've used this stuff, learning how to, mindset and focus on the things that I want to have happen and focus on the experiences that I want to have to be able to get me out of that whole groundhog life or groundhog day life and into (laughs) an exciting life where every day is different and every day is fun. Yeah, you need to switch up. I mean, that is definitely switching. I mean, it's a good way to switch up because you keep the ball rolling. It's like some people say, I mean, and a lot of people, I know my family, well, one of my family members, I won't put any names out there. They have a thing where they have the same exact meal for breakfast every single day. And I just don't understand it. I'm like, well, the dinner changes, but the breakfast, and I'm like, come on now. Can we switch it up? Can we make some pancakes tomorrow? Can we can we put some eggs out there so we can, you know, help the, the chickens and the hens? Like, let's let's break out of that, you know? And I'm like, oh, I'm so happy that's not me. But then I have to realize that's 
that's something they even grew comfortable into, or maybe there's a reason why they feel that kind of way. Maybe that's why I get myself into mischief that I shouldn't for breakfast, but at the same time, whoever said it was for all champions, I'm just saying, putting it out there. But I mean, ultimately, I feel like, I don't know, the the failures behind it, the the little idiomas and the myths behind it. What have you, uh, from the feedback you've gotten from the like speeches and different things you've got consulting, what has been your biggest number one kind of myth or question out there that they kind of almost simultaneously ask you in different kind of key factors, like their biggest hurdle? The, the biggest hurdle really is the fear of, of failure. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that's what stops people from jumping out of their comfort zone. That's what stops people from really connecting to the, the, their talent. So everybody has natural talent and we all have different talent and the world needs your talent you have to get out of your comfort zone and actually put yourself out there and take the risk so what i tell people is that every winner was a loser first uh-huh. you can't be a winner until you lose and you learn how to how to uh use that loss to to build your win even when i started writing books the first book i, I wrote of the, the one chapter series it didn't get any five star reviews he got like a one four star reviews and the rest were three star reviews. Oh wow. But taking that feedback and understanding, okay, they were telling me every time that they would write but but you know, it's a really, really cool book, but really cool concept, but and I like big butts, but I didn't really like those kind of butts, right? <laughs> tell it, tell it, tell it. Let's tell the truth now. Okay, the harsh truth. Let's tell the harsh truth, because Lord knows I have enough to jiggle. Let's go. <laughs> you know so so I looked at it as like, okay, but what are they telling me? Telling me how to write a better book. So if I if I take that, that criticism and I apply it to the next thing I do, I'm getting a blueprint to, of how to make it better for the next time and how to turn that, that loss into a win. So I understood, and that's why I tell people, is that you, you never fail. If, as long as you're, you're either succeeding or you're learning, as long as you're doing those two things, you're never going to fail. And that's true. You have to remember, every winner was a loser first. Yeah, I'm going to have to... Now, I'm taking this into accord for myself as well. I mean, like, I literally am writing down passages in my mind right now. Um, And it, it, it does help. A lot of people will say, well, you're go- this is going on, this is going on. It does not mean that you don't need to have the, the reconditioning of that. Because every day, I have to really dig deep to really ask myself, do I just want to go get a nice house in the country and relax with a couple puppies running around the yard? Yes, that is my retirement plan. But right now, <laughs> you know your soul's purpose. And when you know the journey of your purpose, obviously, fear, you know, false evidence appearing real, F-E-A-R, um, is something that is, what is it, uh, kind of, it's it's there. I mean, it's good to have fear, like obviously jumping down, you know, 17 feet down into the abyss, have some kind of caution and fear for that. But as far as having it hold you back from something that you want. And I remember there was a passage uh, or maybe it was a speech that Les Brown had had said and it stuck with me. And it was basically something I had said on the show a few times about um, there was a, a guy. I'm not sure if it was based on you know real events and I'm pretty sure somewhere it is. Um, but there was a man who had was caught stealing in some country or whatever, and the king was basically asking him, Hey, do you now don't quote me on this RDC family and some just saying <laughs> But I mean, not all the elements of it, but the, the nitty gritty of it was he was asking him, Hey, do you want to face a firing squad tomorrow morning um and just get it over with? Or do you want to take the chance and walk out that door right now? So the guy looks at the king and says, 
you gotta be kidding me. You know, like you're going to let me just walk away. You guys behead people for this stuff. So he, he thought about it. The king was like, okay, give me your answer. And he says, I just want to just face the firing squad. So he asked him again and he goes, no, I'm okay. He goes, okay, very well. They took him off into the prison or whatever until the next morning. And one of the faithful servants of the king came up and he was like, well, well, what? So was it a joke? I mean, were you really going to kill him? And he said, the door is open. There's no one waiting for him outside that door. The thing is, is that he felt so comfortable with the knowns of it. He knew he was going to get shot to death the next morning, but he would rather take that chance of staying in the known than walk outside that door to the unknown. The unknown was his freedom and his life. So I look at that when you say fear and it's holding it back. Because, I mean, some people will have their pension. Some people have invested uh, 40000 plus or even 40 bucks. It could be their last $20. And they've invested into, you know, trying to make something happen. And they keep getting kicked. Someone tell me, oh, Lex, well, I have a family to think about. Uh, you know, tax time's coming. It just seems like nothing's working. I feel worse when I started. So, I mean, what could be something to help them modify or start moving in the direction to change their mindset to where they're not so choked by the unknowns of freedom. So so the way the way fear works is it's there to protect you until you, you learn a new skill. And as, as soon as you learn something, you can start to shed one of your fears away because now you know how to solve that. So you really have to start just experiencing the first step or the first two steps in whatever it is that you want to do. Like, most people, they try to skip the beginning and they want to get right to the Instagram page and they want to get right to, oh, they're making $1,000 a week of doing something. They make $1 yet. So the first thing is you got to oh, just do yeah. something that starts the momentum. Mm. You don't have to do everything all at once. Okay. People, they, they try to compare themselves to someone that's already been working on it for 10 years. Like when you see someone that's, that's really successful, you didn't see the behind the scenes struggles that they took to get there yeah and nobody's showing that because you, nobody wants to really see that no but it's there it's there right yeah it's a part of their story oh. to get them there yeah definitely yeah well any anybody that's successful had to build it and work on it and grow it they didn't get there in, in 30 days or 60 days or 90 days i mean there's programs that tell you that you can do that even when if you take those programs you're broke and you gotta build up some more money to actually Start building the thing because now you've learned how to do it. That that sucked all the money out of your out of your budget. Yeah, right. You, you very very rare that you're able to do a program in 90 days and jump in there and start spending your big marketing money to uh, get people to see what you're doing and start drawing them into your business. Yeah. So people have this unrealistic expectation, and so to to combat that, you have to experience just something small first. The small steps, like when I wanted to learn how to speak on stage, I didn't just jump up on stage and grab a mic and start speaking. I had to uh, go to like a Toastmaster and just see what it's all about. And then I had to get in front of the room once and do like a, a one minute little speech and, and then feel what that was like. And then decide, okay, is that something I want to do more of? Was that something that was so scary I never want to do it again? Uh-huh. See, I'm that type of person. To- <laughs> You know what I'm about to say. I'm that type of person that just grab the mic and then get in there and be like, okay, what do I get myself into? But, I mean, they're having a beginning. Like, hey, everybody, I I warm up situations before I even know that I'm doing it. It comes so different. I mean, some some people have that knack and some people are just, I still get nervous. Don't get me wrong. 
I get to the point where I'm like, <laughs> I get cold feet kind of thing, but then ultimately I get butterflies and it goes away. But I call myself the queen of content because that's what comes in. Like even waking up at three in the morning, you know, recording a new song from, I mean, I don't know how my songs start from the beginning all the way to three minutes, but I mean, a song or writing down a passage or sitting somewhere and thinking about that. Like that's all I do is pump out content. And I don't even try to, but yeah, getting in front of someone or should I say starting from a point to where you think, okay, I'm going to make a thousand dollars, $2,000 a week, but yet we haven't even discovered how to get that to five or one um, or two, just completely dumping it. And then it looks so big where you're like, well, maybe I can't do this thousand dollars a week when we haven't even started that. And the shiny object, object syndrome, like what is your, what is your, you know, intake on that? Because I want to know. Uh, when people say they've gotten on 17 train rides in the course of two weeks and nothing's working, do you think it's because they're jumping on so many that they're not seeing some of those through all the way or because they're just trying to make sure they have 20 million backup plans in case you know what happens, right? <laughs> case yeah. S happens. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, really, it's, it's a couple of things. So one thing is like if you, if you throw pebbled into a pond, it's going to make a, a splash, and then you're going to have ripples, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like if you put something into motion, it doesn't mean that right away it's going to develop. It's got to grow and develop. So a lot of times people jump from thing to thing because they never gave any one thing time to really grow. And they never like, fed it and get the sun on it and give it nutrients and, and give it time to grow. So I think a lot of people have great ideas that they give up on too quickly. Because they don't want to have the patience to let it develop. You know, too much of a rush. Everybody wants instant coffee. They don't want instant success. <laughs> instant coffee. I like that. Yeah, build a instant business. <laughs> yeah. Oh, an instant business. Yeah. Well, I mean, instant business, for example, would be a lemonade stand outside your yard. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, but you have to have those cute little adorable faces to have people actually want to stop. And, you know, get your $5 cup of lemonade at this one right now. But are you going to do that every day? And then are you going to add another stand down the street? And then are you going to add another stand a month later? No. You're going to do it for one day, make a little money, and then you're going to go and do something else. That's true. It's kind of like a relationship. I mean, you jump from, I mean, whole hopping. Let's call it what it is, people. Whole hopping for all those who are new tuning in. I just want to say we get down like James Brown a little bit over here. I'm just saying like you call it whole hopping. Somebody, went, oh, I want to find and I hear this. This this right here, everyone relates to the success mindset in a lot of areas that W.T. Hamilton is speaking about as well. So it's a, it could resonate with you on a whole different level because some people see success simply. Even if they're working a job that's giving them minimum wage, they could see it as a success in their relationship with their children, relationship with their spouse, whoever. I look at that too because I hear a lot of feedback where, okay, girl, for example, <clears throat> no shade out there. Um, you know, I'm on, I'm on my, <laughs> they know who they are, but I'm saying like, I'm on my 10th date this month, but I really want to settle down, Lex. I really want to find that man and make him breakfast. And I really want to have kids. You know, I'm getting older. Okay. But pump your brakes. You are dating 10 different men and you literally seven of them are someone you wake up with from the bar. So how do you, I mean, you can't really. You know, they say you can't turn a hoe into a housewife, but I've seen different. Um, but, 
But you know, you're you're seeing this guy without Google or what do you got? What is it called? Beer goggles. Um, and, you know, and you see him and you try to make breakfast, and you're looking at each other like strangers in the kitchen because you are. Just because you shared a, a you know a successful moment that night, if it's even drunk success, um, it's still the whole point that. You know, you're not giving it time to like get there. You're not having that. Okay. It didn't work out. So let me talk to this person. Instead, you go through 20, 30 dates in three or four months and you're still wondering why you are and why we are where we are. I'm stretched thin. So let me tell you about this WT. So a little chapter from my book. I need a little extra help and RGC is going to see this. Um, and whether you're in your MP3s in your cars or wherever you're listening at, we appreciate it. But I always try to take a page from my book too, because this is something that I take in. Um, and it helps my life as well because I, I can't blame it on being a serial Aries. Maybe that's true. They say we're notorious for having 20 projects and completing zero. So, (laughs) you know what I mean? (laughs) Like I have those on here where I'm like, my, my stores are sitting here with inventory, but I haven't put a product listing up to them. I have this book over here, but I just added seven more chapters I need to finish. And when I do finish something, I'm like, wow, oh my goodness, I actually did it. And I feel like it just, you know, I'm more of those people. If you give me a month to finish something on a deadline, I will finish it within three days of that deadline. Even if I have the whole yeah. month, it makes me feel like no matter what, nothing's going to stop me. So I kind of have that too, where <laughs> I feel that. And within that time, I, I feel like the projects I'm working on, what comes in my mind is exactly why you're here as well, extra, um, is that I feel that fear of like, man, maybe it's not enough. Maybe I think it's great, but it's like crap. And then when I think it's great, and I have tried things in the past, not barely enough as more as I should, but it would not kind of, it would flop where I would be like, man, that, that, I just only got like 25 people saying something about it. Like I, I really thought a thousand people were going to say something about it. So I, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, I say like, um, 80% of the things that I try, they, they, uh, they fail basically in, in the sense of they don't hit it. It's not a home run. Okay. Right? It gets very, very small attraction to what I thought it was going to get, but that's okay because if you're if you're always trying things, you're growing and you're learning. The problem is when you you not you're not even giving yourself the the opportunity to try because you don't believe in yourself enough to even try. That's not the I, I think the sad part because you're you're all, you're already giving up on yourself and on your idea before you even test it out. Mm, so, so failing our way forward. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Failing our way forward. Okay, I'll look at it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have to, that's how you build your success. Build it by moving up a little bit. Like, I tell people, you know, um, success is a stairway. It's not an elevator. you got to climb it. Oh, I like that. Oh, hey, go Scorpio. I'm just saying. <laughs> that is beautiful. <laughs> I like that. Success is a stairway. Ah, okay. So it's not an elevator. you got to climb it. That is very, very true. I mean, that's very, very true. I didn't even, I didn't even really coordinate that in my mind to be looking like that. But I, I remember when you said previously, piggybacking off of what you said, um, about some people just want, you know, I always tell people, Hey, don't put a seed in the ground and expect to reap the harvest. Um, don't, you know, don't sit there and, and think because you bought this brand new outfit and you're 50 pounds over fitting into it, that it's going to just magically 
you know, not have the buttons pop, whatever it is for that reason. Just like people buy the ingredients from the store. I'm like, oh, I want to make this beautiful vegetable soup. But I find myself buying the ingredients, putting them in the fridge, and then all of a sudden a couple days pass. It's like it's already deteriorating. So, yeah, just because you have the recipe doesn't mean you put together the recipe to actually absorb what you have. And Kevin Hart um, had said something about, uh, you know, he said people think, um, I don't know for what show he was on, but he was like, you know, the overnight success thing. They don't see behind the scenes of what's going on. He was like, I've been booed off stages for like, I think he said 17 years. He was like, people don't know I've been booed off and thrown off. And that new lady, I mean, not that it's with her, but Tones or something, that dance monkey song that's taking over. And she, yeah, yeah, she was like on her little interview and I had watched it one night because I only get a chance to watch nine minute snippets of anything. It takes me about a whole year to watch two to three movies. That's how much time. I'm scattered in my brain. <laughs> I'm scattered in my brain trying to put together meticulously the next foundation to serve my purpose before I do leave this earth. But at the same time, she was like, yeah, I was showing up even in the rain and all this stuff to these little events to sing. And sometimes 20 people would show up. Sometimes five people would show up. And then all of a sudden, I mean, this song just sparked it. But I think a lot of people from this standpoint, I would ask myself, yeah, that's great for them. But what about me? What if they don't feel they have a talent or they don't know? How would how would you give them the, the understanding of finding a talent that they don't see or haven't discovered within themselves? So what I tell people is, you know, what what thing do you you know a lot about that you really enjoy that you could teach somebody even if uh, you were doing it for free? You're you're just passionate about it. Like it could be anything. I, I know some people do they're into going fishing. Some people are into making arts and crafts and they think that, okay, there's no business there. But there is because there's another person that doesn't know how to fish or doesn't know how to make arts and crafts. And they might not connect with the people that are teaching it. They might need your voice. Yes. Hiding your voice. They're never, they might never get exposed to some of the things that, that you're, you're talented at. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times people don't realize what their talents are. Like for me, I never, I never wanted to speak on stage. I never wanted to speak in front of anybody. I used to get very nervous and I didn't like it, but because I started writing books, one of the things that people said is you gotta, you gotta be out there. You gotta talk about it. You gotta teach the things that you're writing about, especially for business books and mindset books. So I had to, to learn how to do that. And I didn't realize that I'm pretty good at it. Yeah. But I would have never known if I hadn't got, got pushed into it and hadn't try to uh, get out of my comfort zone and, and just test things out. Yeah. So it, it's really just kind of connecting to what are all the different things that, that you can do. A lot of times people think that, oh, yeah, but there's already so many people doing it. But you're doing it with their with their voice, not with your voice. Oh, and so powerful. Your voice is unique, right? The way you do things is unique. Because we all have, we've all been given talent. None of us have the same talent. No. Because that's how you build success. You have to connect with other people that person might be really good at graphics. The other person might be good at accounting. You might be good at, at presenting. You have to all work together to build your success, right? So every everyone needs your talent mm-hmm. to get to where they want to get to as well. Wow. That was so beautiful. Ah, I mean, I really love that. I mean, <laughs> that really was so beautiful. I mean, that is. I mean, everyone. And just like you, you're on here and you're giving your voice. Now, I I am completely head over heels with your voice. It's so relaxing. It's so 
genuine and so just calling you know i mean let me just stress that out to the thousands that are here and rewind this if everyone wants to hear it again it's a beautiful it's a beautiful voice that i'm resonating with i could hear this from a hundred new people a hundred other people but it does something to my core coming from you um what you were given and you could have easily took that route and said you know hey there's like twenty thousand people doing this one thing what about it you know what about this and I know once you start looking at certain stuff like that or getting on that roll call, someone might say, well, just like your one chapter book, hey, well, how how do I define what I want to do? I think the problem is, too, besides the shiny, uh, shiny object syndrome, is when you have, you know, and I know, too, as well as we know, when I do marketing or I put targeted ads out there, you know, when you click on suave deodorant, for example, they're going to pop up with those images. So when you pick, you put in, you know, how to create a t-shirt shop for a mechanic, there's going to be about 17 different places popping up. And that's just normal. Um, It's good to have, I tell yeah. people, look at it from a positive perspective that I would rather, I actually do things like that on purpose to see what can pop up, to see what I want to use as something as my option. So I utilize it for my own benefits. Um, But I mean, for them, I don't know which, you know, from them, I don't know if they would see it from a point of, because this is coming from about a good, maybe 1500 emails. Uh, where in the past, probably the past several months where people will say, well, Lex, how do I start doing this? Or how do I start making homemade baby food? Um, and how do I put the ads? And I'm like, well, you know, obviously they have business consultants and different other things out there where I go downtown and I'm like, look, at the end of the day, that's what happens. Like when I talk to someone about doing a business, the first thing I get them motivated to do is falling in love with what they say that they're in love with already. <laughs> I mean, because it, yeah. show, it shows you, yeah. it sifts out because they're like, well, wait a minute. Someone will stop mid-sentence and be like, uh, can I come back to this conversation? And I'm like, really? Okay. And some get dreamy-eyed and start hugging me and saying, oh my gosh, I feel so happy. But then I look at the actions. And I think it was uh, Winston Churchill who had said something as in, he doesn't listen to what people have to say. He looks at the actions that they do. And I was like, wow. So yeah. it, it kind of makes me feel like that too. But one one moment forward is something towards something that's going to happen. You know, it's going to happen. And ultimately, I just, what what is the main kind of like envisionment that you have for everyone that's on here tuning in and listening for their overall, you know, take away and give back um, at the same time? Well, here's, here's a strategy that I, I teach everybody. And it's so like what you're talking about when they're, they're not sure where to start or if they can do it because there's already so many people doing it. So what I tell people is jump in your car, drive to the, the closest big city, the closest big population center, find meetups, find different events that are going on that are going to be, that has people that you want to talk to. And then go talk to them because people want to buy from real people. So very first way to kick off your business is to meet people and talk to them. That It's, it's hard, but if you can get comfortable with that, you're going to start to really build up your business just just in a local way. And then those referrals will start to, to grow and build up your business just in that way. So it's like, you know, there's the guys like like Tony Robbins and all these guys that are doing motivational speaking. Anybody can go and watch his videos anytime they want. But when I go to a city and I speak, people can, uh, they can FaceTime me, they can connect with me, and they can ask questions, they can get coaching. You can't get that from Tony Robbins big and expensive, right? Uh-huh. That's so, true. So, so whatever it is, like, it doesn't matter who's big in your 
your field or whatever you're doing, you're still going to be the local press for that, that same genre. So if you understand that, now all you have to do is start connecting with the people that are looking for what you, what you have to offer that are into the same things. And how do you find that? You go to events that are doing the things that you that you do. So if I go to motivational speaking events and I speak to people, I let them know I, I do the same thing and, and connect them to different things that I do. Yeah. But if I'm just hiding out in my in my house, you know, on my computer, nobody's really going to know me except for this face on the computer, and there's a million faces on the computer. Really? I would remember you, okay? I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to throw that out there real quick. Really, WT? This is what we're doing right now? Like, <laughs> I know everyone's like, well, yeah, you know what? The transmission between him and I is just so, I know you guys can feel the ambiance in the present. It, it only becomes with certain resignations of the soul that you just feel that, ah, that feeling of refreshment. You know, it's a refreshing feeling. <laughs> Should I elaborate? I'm just... <laughs> It is fun. It's, when you when you can have a conversation like this with someone, you really connect and click. It's so much fun. It is. I mean, you don't want to be all stiff and just can't breathe, and you feel like, man, what did I do wrong to this person? Because you almost feel like <laughs> you're on a <laughs> you're on a chop board where it's kind of like you just can't wait. I don't like feeling uncomfortable around people like that, and I know some of them can't help it, but some of them are so rigid and stiff that it makes my soul feel like it's going before it's time and i'm it's not even the point of their uppity or nothing it's like they don't have the social cues they don't want to give the social cues to be like oh okay anyway i'm like okay i gotta go bye-bye like that's just that's not it's not my frequency <laughs> the problem is because they're they're too they're scared to fail yeah so i come on here and i'm comfortable i don't mind if if I say something wrong or I fumble up my words, no big deal. No. That's just normal talk, right? Yeah. Some people want to be perfect in everything they say and answer the questions in, exact, in an exact way. It's not natural. That's not how you really are when you're just hanging out with your friends and talking. Exactly. I mean, that's not going to happen. Especially to someone, for example, who's lactose intolerant, who just ate a piece of cheese. You're not going to be sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to be standing still after about 20 minutes of going. I don't know why that came to mind, but I just had to throw that out there. Or a person who's allergic or a person who's allergic to bees. If you're allergic to bees and you see a beehive 10 inches from you, are you going to sit there and just be like, oh, well, next chapter, please? No, you're going to run. That's what you're going to do as far as that goes. I want to know one more question, if you don't mind. What is it that you say will be something that makes you continually stay focused, like that that beast mode driven success, no matter how many days get you down in between? For me, it's, it's my, um, so I have a passion to serve people, but I also have a passion to really succeed in a big way. And I want to prove myself right. So every day I get up and I want to prove that I can do the things that I say I'm going to do, the goals that I set for myself. Whether it's monthly goals, quarterly goals, and yearly goals, I want to hit those. So that's that's what drives me, just to prove to myself that I can do it. Oh, well, you know what? I can't wait to be a part of the Scorpio team, Hamilton. Yes. I mean, we're going to be making that because you, you, you bit it, like you hit it right on the head. That's what that's what it is for me. It's that kind of uh, competition with myself where I'm telling people the only competition I'm in there with, this is just facts. Like when I see a girl, like some of my girlfriends, you know, they have their 
little, you know, wannabe Jennifer Aniston thing going on. I mean, you know, facts to them. You know, some people think Tweety walking around like a stick is their thing. Some walking around very, very healthy, whatever it is. But I, I have to look at myself in the mirror and be like, you know what? You are the, the mocha goddess of the universe. You're voluptuously beautiful, perfectly made. This is who you are, you know, and it feels good. And most of the time, by the time I sit with them for lunch, they're sitting here like, man, I love your curves. I love your lips. And I'm like, wow, really? I'm thinking that they're in the mirror trying to make themselves look even more posh. And they're looking at me being comfortable with the the beautiful woman that I am. And I I just have to accept where my success level is within myself from that standpoint, too. Because now when I look at my goals, just like you said, I'm like, you know what? I want to prove to myself that I can make this happen. And even if it doesn't come to the levels of where I think it should be, it's just for the fact that I planted my seed. Because eventually, if you do put the right amount of sunlight, uh, watering, nurturing, and and give it to the words that you speak and let it be so, you're going to see a sprout. And from that sprout, you're going to see vines or a tree, whatever it might be. But I'd rather start it now instead of procrastinating and being pessimistic about it and then complaining. And feeling regret from not doing it, well, will be later. So, yeah, yeah. definitely. So, I oh, mean, yeah, yeah. I'm that's, just that's happy. fire. That's fire right there. Is it really? T- say it again. Is it really fire? Really? Go ahead, man. <laughs> yeah, that's fire. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I mean, I'm hoping that you'll come back and bless us with your presence. Don't worry, RDDC. I will harass him very diligently, <laughs> and I will stay up on all my right. word to you all. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. This is a great conversation. Yeah, it is. You know what? Look, and we can have these conversations. Yeah, it's a great time. to. You know what? Yeah, you're right. It is the weekend. This is the weekend, and it's amazing. W.T. Hamilton, everyone. This is a, a wonderful person to be around. And don't forget, you can definitely reach out to him. He's going to have his dedicated page at realdoubledosechannel.blogspot.com. Um, I, I, once again, we, Tony, Angela, and I, Sheila, and I, uh, Lex is and thanking you for spending the time that you did with us. You're invincible, invincible, wonderful, amazing power, right? The feeling uh, of I really appreciate it too. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and don't don't be don't be afraid when you get harassed. So, um, <laughs> don't be afraid. I want to much love to uh, Double Dose family as well. Oh, that's so nice. Yes, I mean, and all those who are taking this. Um, entire uh, episode and doing what they do um, and having it. And I tell them, like, we see that when people say, hey, did you see? I'm like, no, I can't see exactly at that moment who downloaded it. But it's nice to see, you know, whether it be thousands, like I said, one equals one million. If it's just one of you doing it, that's appreciative enough to say, hey, it's not going to be sitting there for too long, but it's enough for you to say, I'm going to hear the 17 times what WT saying. I'm going to just go ahead. Okay, Lex. And then maybe it's, you know, the ripple effect, you know, maybe a month later, a week later, a day later, but it's going to seep in your soul and make you you know, push past those barriers. Definitely. You can reach out to this wonderful person right here, this spirit and this being at www.wherethewindblows.ca, which is a beautiful name. I love that. And also, if you want to check out any more information on W.T. Hamilton, just make sure, like I said, head over to the Blogspot. That will be posted as well as you know, SoundCloud, and as well as the Blogspot itself, and that's RDDC always. So we just want to tell you, thank you for tuning in. Remember to be the change, feel the passion, embrace the power of that wonderful spirit, and block out all your fears and move forward. We love you. You're amazing. 
Thank you, W.C. Hamilton. And we'll be back with you very, very, very soon. Thank you, Les.